You're listening to Adam Aaron D. GED. Underground Cartoon Therapy. Hi, you're listening to Adam Air GED. <laughs> oh, fuck you. fucking family show is this, motherfucker? Holy shit. Who said Bert was gay? Wow. Whoa, 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 dude. This is supposed to be like some family shit. Welcome to episode 200. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Is this the ban? <laughs> this is why it's banned. <laughs> Whoa, Bert. Holy shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Anyway, this episode was, uh, 4 or 8.47. And the Wicked Witch is on this episode. The Wicked Witch of the West, from the Wizard of Oz, shows up on fucking Sesame Street. And I'm going to talk about it today with my buddy Josh, my nerd go-to, my comic book connector, Mr. Josh, never a letdown, very hip. Anyway, I got him on assignment right now, he's watching this episode. As we speak, there are some notorious things about this episode. Well, for one, uh, they received almost a hundred thousand letters from religious institutions, scared children, concerned parents, all of them really claiming and mo mainly stating that they could never show episode 847 ever again because it was just that fucking scary, man. And it is a weird episode, dude. It's not the usual character for the Wizard of Oz witch. The Wicked Witch of the West. And you're talking about, you know, that was in 1938. You're talking about almost 40 years later, man. It's like 39 years later. But they wanted to do it and I thought it had really good morals on the episode because, uh... Well, mainly because I feel like, um... It does teach people to stick up for themselves when people are being fucking dicks to you. But it does have, uh... Some incredible kind of gag line backlash anyway. We'll see how much we can talk about it on here. <laughs> This might only be like one segment on episode 200. We'll see how much we can talk about it. But uh, so far, this is what it is, dude. 
I don't know why it got fucking banned so hard. But there is some weirder music on there. Backscore. <laughs> but we'll talk about it. I'm going to save it for the end. Alright, guys. Hold on. Oh, shit. Hold on. Where'd you get this broom? Oh, you wouldn't believe it. You, this, oh, you wouldn't, you're not going to believe this. I went outside, right? This wind came up out of nowhere, blowing like crazy. Then all of a sudden, I went outside and I looked up in the... There, all of a sudden, coming out of this cloud was this... I mean, this broom coming flying right out in about 100 miles an hour. So I ducked and I grabbed this broom. And all of a sudden, I grabbed the broom and the wind stopped. No kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding you, man. The wind stopped, right? Like that. New Yorkers. You know who was there? A witch. A wicked witch was standing there. She was making all kinds of faces. Yelling and screaming. David, what is this? Some kind of a game? Oh, shit. What is this, David? Some kind of a game? <laughs> See, uh, look, uh, why don't, you, why don't you get out of here? Not without my room. No, you can't have your room until you show me a little respect. Who says? I say. Uh, uh, David, d d don't pay any attention to her. Just, just give us some water. Hmm, well, so you want some water, my little pretty? I'm not your little pretty. Oh, I'll show you. <laughs> you can see why kids so you want some water? getting this scared. We'll be right back. Oh, dear. In the basement of one of the country's leading medical schools, Dr. Edward Jessup, candidate for a Nobel Prize, is conducting the most dangerous experiment in the history of science. And the subject of the experiment is himself. Ask him what kind of an experience I can expect. periods as you get the feeling of phenomenal acceleration like you're being shot out over millions billions of years time simply obliterates you guys are shooting up with an untested drug that stacks up in the brain and works in the nucleus of the cell and you don't call that dangerous now i'm asking you to put the experiment off until we understand a little more in order to minimize the no risk way. i'm really frightened we could be screwing around with this whole genetic structure now how do we stop this We've got millions of years stored away in that computer bank we call our minds. We have got trillions of dormant genes in us, our whole evolutionary past. Perhaps I've tapped into that. He may be on to something that is beyond our own comprehension now because I believe him. I want this thing stopped. The hell is that? You okay? If you love me, if you love me, Eddie, get fired! States. We now return. Oh dear. <laughs> 
June 18, 2022, the entire episode was anonymously posted to Reddit by the burner account Sarsaparilla17170, and it exploded. Posted all over Twitter, Archive.org, Discord, YouTube, was being reported on by major news sites. Even Jimmy Fallon brought it up. The whole thing received a level of attention I have never seen in the lost media community. And the episode itself is weird. The message is just so mishandled. The moral is to be nice to people, but it really doesn't work. But the episode has some really great moments. Of course, some classic callbacks to The Wizard of Oz. I must be over the rainbow somewhere. Oscar the Grouch is spitting game at the Wicked Witch. Seriously, get yourself someone that looks at you the same way Oscar looks at the Wicked Witch. It continues the running joke of Big Bird calling Mr. Hooper Mr. Looper on accident. When the Wicked Witch is offered coffee, she says, no, I don't drink coffee. A reference to Margaret Hamilton's recurring role in the Maxwell House coffee commercials. Maria has braids similar to Dorothy. The Wicked Witch needs to find a way to assert her dominance and invents tea posing. But the best part of the episode has to be Big Bird. Ride or die, posted up ten toes down, ready to whack a witch with a baseball bat and a hockey stick. Not what I expected going into this. But it's still up in the air if the episode sinks with Dark Side of the Moon. Money! At one point, the witch threatens to turn Big Bird into a feather duster and David into a basketball. Do better, witch. And there was a really missed opportunity. The episode was brought to you by the letters I and Z when it could have been O and Z. But it seems that everyone's immediate reaction to the episode was how did kids think this was scary? But you have to remember, Sesame Street is largely geared toward preschool and early grade school audience. Sesame Street is a place where kids feel safe. To see a character like the Wicked Witch come out of nowhere must have been a shock. And these kids weren't raised on Courage the Cowardly Dog, Watership Down, and unrestricted internet access. They were a little more trusting of the world. And one thing that I think makes The Witch very scary are the editing choices and the music. It's really overlooked how effective a good score can be. Like, as a kid, I played Clock Tower 3. I cannot tell you a single thing about the game, but I will always remember that music because to this day, it plays in my head when I'm scared. The way Margaret Hamilton's witch is introduced with a screeching electric guitar as she slowly revealed behind the corner, I could totally see that imprinting on a young kid. And by the end of the episode, not much has really changed. As the witch's broom falls back down to Sesame Street, David weeps at the thought of seeing her again. So now we get to the question, where did this leak come from? I'm not a tape expert, but it does not appear to be a master tape, but a copy. Maybe the copy that was sent to PBS to be aired in 1976, or a backup that was found. The most impressive part is the quality of the video. It had to have been taken from a pristine copy, something that wouldn't have degraded too much since the 70s. It's highly unlikely that a copy was taken by a visitor at the Library of Congress, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone on the inside was able to make a copy. It seems like too much of a coincidence that the episode was available for viewing, then mysteriously finds its way to the internet. I've heard rumors of a hack on the Library of Congress that may have led to the leak, but this and all theories on the leaked episode are unconfirmed and just speculation. We really have no concrete answers on who leaked the episode, and okay. given that the leaker likely committed a crime posting it online, it might be best that we never know the details. The only <laughs> thing I know is that the Lost Media Wiki had no part in the leak. They had to lock the Wicked Witch page on the Wiki because the leak was misattributed to you them. Know? And if I'm correct, the Wicked Witch episode was one of the first pages created on the Lost Media Wiki and, until now, was the oldest unfound page on the site. We have truly entered a new era of lost media. Okay. With this chapter closed, we can focus on other pieces in the vast ocean of lost media. So that's it. That's this guy on YouTube. You can go look it up or whatever. His handle is uh, all things lost. 
and uh, he does consider it the holy grail of lost media. Um, I have watched the episode uh, a couple times and gotten baked. It is better on sativa. Or if you got a honey pen. <laughs> but anyway, let's get the show going with Josh. So hard to get this fucking call going, man. Hopefully this is the one. Come on, dude. Come on. Come on, you. You whippersnapper. God damn it. Has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. No. One, two. All right. All right, so this is the third time we're trying to fucking get this motherfucker recorded. <laughs> What's up, dude? Welcome yes, back to the man. show, I'm, Mr. Josh. I, I, I'm stoked. It, it, it's like uh, I'm, I'm back back in the 70s whenever, you know, things were still rough and rough cut and shit like that. And, you know, the episode was, well, well shit, I guess it was 75 is whenever they filmed it. It's like a 76, you there? Oh no! <laughs> Say it again. Say that part again. I was I was like four years old whenever whenever it actually aired. It aired in seventy six, but they recorded in, in like late seventy five. Yeah. No, it. But uh. <laughs> I, like that, I like I, I'm sure I don't remember it. You know, like I said, I, I watch the fucking Sesame Street every day. You know, so it's like after. 5,000 episodes or whatever, it's like, you know, they all kind of run together. Yeah, I feel like even watching that episode, it was like, I remember watching this. And it mm-hmm. it could have been possible that my four-year-old ass fucking saw that shit when it fucking came on. But uh, I thought, you know, I it was more conspiratorial. And there's like this like conspiracy kind of laden behind the reasoning of yanking it off and of course you do have the like 100 almost 100,000 letters were written in total fear and (laughs) but you know that's interesting though you know because I mean I can understand having it I mean you're going to pull it from syndication but I mean ultimately we paid for that shit you know, the Department of Education paid for the funding of of it. You know, it was it was on PBS. It was, you know, Children's Television Workshop, you know, was getting its funding from the man. So, you know, in fact, you know, I'm surprised we couldn't freedom of information that shit and 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 get, you know, find out what else is maybe banned and see if we can get it like re released or at least access to it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, it ended up like there's a snippet I got on here, too, from another guy who uh, was pretty excited about the release of this. And there's a couple of YouTube reactions that I watched. And uh, my own reaction was like, holy shit, I am finally watching this thing. I've known about it for decades. And uh, I just to be able to see it. And how it got leaked out in the nice clean copy or whatever that it is. Oh my god, yeah. I mean it had the had the editors, you know, marked 
and everything on it. So, like, you know, it was ready to be queued by, you know, by television, you know, whenever they got the signal. So that, I don't know, it was, it was fucking dope. I mean, it was, it was good. I mean, you know, she's reprising the for 38 years movie. after Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, you know, half a century later and she's she's back on the broom and she looked great, you know. And and you know, I think maybe the again, the in the episode, you know, they they threw dramatic lighting on her. You know, they had the they had the lighting on her, so she's kind of casting the shadows up over her face. Again, it's a large set, so it's kind of like moot, but whatever. But then, um, but you know, and then, like I said, whenever she touches the broom, tries to take it from David, well, and you know, <laughs> well, you know, it, she ends up getting electrocuted. So, you know, it's awesome. Well, but, I mean, here's the thing: is a third of the letters that came in in protest were from Wiccans. That's kind of stupid. And they were like, well, you're stereotyping witches. And I thought, why are, Why the fuck are you watching Sesame Street? I don't know, because they had little pagan babies. <laughs> pagan babies. <laughs> and they're like, oh my god, I can't handle my baby watching this fake witch shit. But really... Pagan babies coming to a circle near you. <laughs> Burning the pentagram. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> But, See, that would be awesome. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a missed opportunity because it should have been brought to you by the letters O and Z, and it's brought to you by the letters I and Z. And I was wondering why they did that. Yeah, I mean, you know, they probably have all that shit in a can, and then they just throw it in there. You know, it's, well, fuck, it was by the number nine, too, so. Yeah. Make sure that, like, you know, in editing, you got to get the outro because she does the outro for it. But you know what happens when you play number nine backwards, by the way. Number nine, number nine. Have you ever heard it backwards? You ever played it backwards? The uh, Beatles song? That's the Paul is Dead. No, it says, turn me on, dead men. Turn me on, dead men. Turn me on, dead men. Dude, the, you know, as, as, stupid, as stupid as this is, I'm 20-something years old, and I heard that song for the first time. My friend and I were literally just going out for a drive. Uh, it's like an episode of Altered State, and they start playing that, that song on the radio. And, I mean, you know, I'm not like the biggest Beatle fanatic, but I definitely thought I heard everything. And they threw number nine on, on, on the radio. And that shit was just flipping me out. Yeah. I never heard it before. I thought I thought my radio was possessed. It nope. Was bizarre. Nope. It is. I thought that was weird that it was brought to you by the number nine. On that end. Because that would have been that time period, too, when everybody was scoping out the death of Paul McCartney. But, you know, also, you know. John Lennon. Well, John Lennon didn't die until 80. Well, Paul McCartney was still alive. Yeah, so they say. What the fuck is he? Is he some type of reptoid symbiote or something, or what? What You never heard the Paul McCartney conspiracy? No, you're going to have to tell me. 
Damn, I was going to make a whole episode about it. I will still, because I really want to get back to the witch thing, but I'll I'll tell you this, man, that... Yeah, I, I need educating. Okay. Everybody else needs educating. Well, let's take a few minutes to go back in time, and it would be before Abbey Road, and the conspiracy that Paul McCartney died, that him and Ringo got into a fight in the studio. He got into his car, which was a... Uh, a silver hammer put out by the company Maxwell from the UK. It was a sports car. And he took off and he picked up this chick named Rita. And Rita was a hooker. And she realized who Paul McCartney was and flipped out and started flailing right when he needed to stop at a red light and he didn't. And he got hit and the car flipped and it came crashing down upon his head. And the M15 showed up. And instead of calling... Uh, what happened? Instead of calling the, uh, the press or the coroner, they called the record company. And they were like, uh, Paul McCartney's laying here dead in front of us. And they were like, well, don't fucking release it. Because millions and millions of... Beatlemania teenage heartthrob girls are going to kill themselves if they do. And, mm. and so they didn't. And so what they did, they went and scouted, the record company scouted and got the la this guy named William Campbell Shears who had won the last three Paul McCartney lookalike contests out of Glasgow, England or wherever the fuck that is. Glasgow. Well, Scotland. Go look it up, guys. Um, but anyway, <laughs> they got him. They they trained him for three years to be Paul McCartney. But the night that they, before they started the training, they called in Ringo, George, and John. And only John and George know Paul on a personal level. Ringo doesn't know who the fuck he is. And uh, so they bring him in. And he's standing by a fireplace, and John, right away, he says, that's not Paul. And the record guy says, yeah, it is. And they kind of left it all ominous, and from that point, I think John and George found out that he had died in the accident, but they were trying to re tell everybody in the series of records, starting at Abbey Road, which has a bunch of uh, clues on there. And if you guys want to do documentary research on the Is Paul Dead? It's out there. There was some guy from Chicago who did a really, really, really scalpeled fucking um, talk about this. But when I was a kid, my dad was a rock and roll junkie in Cleveland. And that's all there was out there, dude. And he was obsessed with it. And he'd bring it up all the time when I was a little kid. That's not Paul. The real Paul's teeth didn't look like that. <laughs> and it, but if you if you do this the shoe size thing, I thought that was the weird one. Was the shoe size thing because See, I, when he well when in twenty when he was twenty eight, the right before he would have died, I think that when he was like twenty eight, he would have had a size like six and six and a half shoe or some shit. And now he's got like a size fucking 14 or some bullshit, dude. What? Yeah. 
and he's giant compared to the old Paul. This dude, he's like a foot taller even. If you go back and just do the coroner report and all that, you'll see the, it gives a listing of all the stats, and he really was like this smaller dude. You know, and so we have another factor to blame for wings. Well, Chris Farley was all doing a skit on Saturday Night Live with Paul McCartney, and he goes, "Some people think you're dead." And he goes, "Well, I'm not dead. I'm right here." And everybody's laughing, you know. <laughs> but you know, John Lennon got shot over it. I'm pretty sure, because by the time he went solo, he writes a separate song on the Imagine album that. He's like, in case you didn't figure it out by now, of course the motherfucker's not Paul. Or whatever. And, of course, the guy, you know, the Hinkley remake shows up with the fucking Catcher in the Rye and shoots John Lennon. And that was it. Strawberry Fields forever, man. But Strawberry Fields is supposed to be, like, the place where Paul McCartney's actually buried. And that's why it says it at the at the end of it. It says, I buried Paul. But that's where the fool on the hill is. Because it's the little hill behind Strawberry Fields. That's the graveyard of the actual Paul McCartney. Man, I, I, I don't know. I need some investment. Where's Geraldo? I know. That's he, so fucking annoying. I, well, he wouldn't even know about this shit. Well, no, but I mean, we need some insane, stupid investigative reporter to go dig shit up. Well, that's the thing, is it is coming up, and I, I feel like it will in time, probably after the death of Paul McCartney, and they'll be like, autopsy report shows that this was not the actual Paul McCartney. And then it'll, be, it'll catch, like, wildfire, and they'll still leave it in the fucking could it be list because they don't actually want people to, to know about they won't actually let every everybody know but i think after this paul mccartney dies which he's probably on the celebrity death pool if you think about it you know i mean you know fuck the guy's fucking rocking what 80 so i don't know yeah he's like 83 or whatever dude. he's fucking old some bullshit <laughs> You know, so he's on the death pole list with the life expectancy that everybody's getting. But, you know, it it is like something that needs to be revealed, much like episode 847 of Sesame Street, where they banned it. Yeah, so so when, when did, I mean, I didn't know this was a thing, but, like, what's with Big Bird? Is he always fucking up Mr. Hooper's name? It is a, it is a play, uh... On the ongoing shtick, and he would always say pooper or looper or scooper. Yeah, like Mr. Looper, and I was like, and then he goes, pooper. And because, like, I was watching the uh, uh, Mr. Rogers episode, and he did it again. Yeah. Well, that was, that was the. Oh. actually corrects him on that one. So it's like, what the fuck? If you guys go back and can watch the Sesame Street Unpaved document, uh, the guy who. Carol Spiney, who did Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch. Um, and he was a Catholic priest, okay? And that's relevant in this w- Wicked Witch episode, okay? Because if you didn't notice, Big Bird's standing there with one 
He's got a hockey stick in one hand and a baseball bat in the other. Yep. And he's getting ready. He's like fucking ten toes down, getting ready to fucking fuck he's fuck this motherfucker up. up. Yeah, he says he goes. I'm gonna need a stick if I'm gonna, you know, if I'm gonna fight. And it's he, like holy shit! Like this is the most aggro I've ever seen Big Bird. And of course, he grabs the broom and nothing happens. But I mean, but you know. But yeah, later on, he, yeah, he's holding a hockey stick and a baseball bat. And then the Wicked Witch, spoiler alert, you know, shows up in a disguise just as a regular human. And Big Bird lets her by. But you guys got to remember, man, like, that costume, uh, when Carol Spiney did Big Bird, he had his arm up in the mouth, okay? And then he had one arm that was operating and could grab things and would move the other arm with a wire. Mm. So they purposefully had to tie that baseball bat into the non-usable arm. And that's that Catholic priest thing, because, look, he's a hardcore Catholic. What did they fucking run out of Ireland, motherfucker? Witches. And, And I thought that was Carol Spiney a little younger, like, Oh, we really got to show the witches are a bad thing. And so Big Bird gets aggro. And he really does, man. Yeah, I've never seen, you know, him get all, you know, I've owned so hellfire and brain. <laughs> yeah. But I've never seen him get all, <clears throat> all worked up like he was. And of course, you know, then he, you know, she's talking about how much of a bastard she is. And, uh, you know, of course, whoever hears someone being awful and falls in love with her, fucking Oscar, dude. Oscar's like... Oh, goo-goo-eyed. I love you. Oh, as soon as she hears... As soon as he hears the Big Bird part, that's when it starts getting all Cinemax. But I thought that, you know... (laughs) I would have liked to have seen a more robust kind of... uh, At least a couple more lines between them. And, uh, you know, because she, she does acknowledge. She's like, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they're, they're near the same shade of green. Yeah. No, I thought they would have had cool kids like Wicked Witch Crouches. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Epic, epic eyebrows, that's for sure. She should have just stayed on Sesame Street and squatted for a while. I mean, why? Where? Why are you going back to Oz? So you can just fight with your sisters and get pissed off by fucking Tin Men and scarecrows and shit. I mean, where are you going? And why the fuck are you drunk here? Because she's obviously tied one on. She's totally yeah, inebriated. Yeah, you shouldn't op- yeah, operate a broom if you've been drinking. That's for damn sure. No, and that's one of the lessons I thought should have went out to kids. You know. If that, you know, amongst others. But the kids that are on that show, they look ter- terrified. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, yeah, I mean, they're, of course, like, a- after she disappears, they're, they're all absolutely starstruck <laughs> with Big Bird and they start, like, groping him and things like that. So. They're like, save us. Yeah. Only the bird well, you know, can save us. Well, one of the good things about this episode, too, was this, this had the, uh, had the Navy Cookie Monster too, 
That's right. Yeah, this, this is before he got like super blue. And it had the teal Harry. Yes. With with uh, uh, John John, who John John's been yeah. on a couple episodes, but he was like doing the up and up down. Give, mm-hmm. And he goes, "Give me a five, John John. I'll save it for later." Yeah, yeah. And there was a cool like yeah. Roosevelt's uh, Franklin skit on there. Roosevelt Franklin skit that fucking uh, also was banned in Sesame Street. Which one was Roosevelt Franklin? Which one? Uh, it's when they're in the inner city classroom. And uh, uh, and he goes, Stand up. Sit down. Who said I'm not a good teacher? And uh, and he's a black Muppet. He's like technically the first black Muppet. And uh, they had all these other supporting like blue and pink and orange and green characters that would represent inner city, whatever. But, uh, that also was banned. And that, that, that was really sad, dude. Cause I, I like Roosevelt Franklin. I still got a Roosevelt Franklin Fisher Price, little peoples, uh, dude right now yeah. going for 25 on the market. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pissed because I, I had an opportunity to buy that, like the entire like playset. It had the had the uh, wasn't quite Sesame Street. It was like a school and a bus and some other things. Yeah. But um, I ended up balking on it, and um, well, I miss it. I'll just say it like that. But I mean, I still have sucks to balk. Yeah. My, I still have my Gordon and uh, a couple of other of the guys. So. Yeah, they made a Sherlock Hemlock. I thought that was cool as fuck. Oh wow! Yeah, That's he he's a rare one, and then they made the count. He came with the clubhouse. I thought he was cool. There was a Snuffleupagus, uh, and two Harrys. There was a dark blue and a teal one. I pretty much have had all of them, man. <laughs> I'm glad I got back into collecting, Josh. It's been fucking therapeutic, man. Well, I'm sorry, and don't blame me later. Well, whatever. I'm happy about it. Especially here Good. at the end of time, when you'll never see this shit again, and the next thing time you see it, it will be on Antiques Roadshow with, you know, well, no, God no, knows yeah. who. You know, it's you know, and just to kind of go off the beaten path, would but to comment on what you said is, you know, there's shit out there, but like no one knows what the fuck it is. Like if they know what it is, that's one thing, but it's like, you know, there's either people that are hoarding that shit and just sitting on it, or it's you know. On its way to the landfill. I feel that's what they were doing with this specific episode. Yeah. I thought well, they were like, yeah. well, you know, it's just easier just to sweep it under the rug. And uh, it really is the first wiki uh, media post that was ever up. And now they have, now it being the oldest post, now it's uh, now it's down. Because they already solved it. They solved this shit. It's kind of like Jimmy Hoffa or some crap in a way. It's like finding out what happened to Jimmy Hoffa is like the same yeah. as watching the Wicked Witch and Oscar give goo goo eyes at each other. Yeah. You know, it's like, holy shit, dude. I liked all the sound effects. I liked the whole fucking thing, really, man. And I figured, fuck it. Let's just go ahead and uh, 
do the 200th episode. I heard that one of the reasons it got banned was because she does call David a basketball. And she's like, I'll turn you into a basketball. Yeah, I mean, so that could have been kind of racist. I thought it was, I thought it was a little the way she reiterated it too over by the Oscar can. Well, I mean, I, she just what she said, but I mean, she could have just, she could have just been riffing, you know? I thought so too, you know, on that, on a realistic end. And it wasn't racist, obviously, because, you know, it's Sesame Street, dude. But I think that a lot of people could have misinterpreted that. I mean, they misinterpreted Oscar the Grouch as being a homeless black dude at one point. Or just the representation of all homeless people. It was one or the other. You know? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, mean, you know, it it had all kinds of, it had all kinds of but I mean, again, you know, you have to just remember, or at least I, you know, I was thinking about this in that sense is that, you know, there's all kinds of stuff around. It's freaking New York City, dude. There's all kinds of weird shit that's going on. I mean, yeah, I very well could have been some homeless druggy vet or something like that. Who knows? You know, and uh, after that, I went back and I I went to go watch the. Uh, the episode where C-3PO and R2-D2 come to Sesame Street. Uh-huh. Did you ever see that one? Like, um, like a million years ago. Yeah. A million years ago. But I went back and watched it, and, R- and C-3PO's like, okay, we got to give these three clues of, you know, we'll give a few clues to see if you guys can figure out who R2-D2 needs to give the secret message from outer space to, you know. It turns out it's Oscar the Grouch. But before they get there, uh, the one little kid goes, is it Snuffleupagus? And David goes, who, who? Oh, no, he's imaginary. And the little kid looks confused. And that was another case on Sesame Street, too, that I had covered on uh, 123 Avenue B back in the first season. You guys can go in the way back machine and listen to that episode or whatever. It's like a le- <laughs> episode fucking, I don't know what the fuck it is. Go look it up. But, um, it's an early one. It talks about that, how they kept playing that gag out, man, about Snuffleupagus being fake or being imaginary, you know? Right. Until finally in real life, some kid got beat and Jim Henson heard about it. And that's when they had to, like, reveal. And not only that, but they had to make it, like, a super special episode. So they had, like, Phil Donahue on there. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that's uncovered. Is there really a Snuffleupagus? Find out. You know. Phil Donahue's fucking cornball. Corn husk ass. <laughs> but, you know. I love that hair, that Wisconsin wedge of cheddar hair that he had, those uh, that massive wing bang thing <laughs> that he had. I remember when he had the imposter Peter Chris on the show. Do you remember that one? From Kiss? I mean, no, I, I, know, I know Peter Chris. I know. Well, 
it wasn't like it was the imposter Peter Chris, but it was someone pretending to be Peter Chris to these other women. And then they finally had him on the show, and he's and he's just like, I don't know who the fuck you guys are. And the women are like, well, you promised me this and that, and da-da-da-da. So it just sounded like someone phone scammed these chicks and pretended to be Peter Chris over the phone, you know? That's fantastic. Yeah, it was a great episode. I kind of remember that. And then Peter Chris just being like, this show's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, if it's not about, you know, I'm not the father, then I, I wasn't there. <laughs> I wonder if Peter Chris saw the band episode of Sesame Street. I probably. Shit, he probably owns it. He was probably sitting there because it was pre John Belushi, right? So he was probably doing. Yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah, he was doing drugs with Ace Freely and John Belushi watching that fucking episode. They were doing Belushi's watching the, the Wicked Witch of the West. There's a very strong possibility, especially that time period, when uh, that kind of drug usage was very sexy. You know the what we- year? He, well, he died in eighty. Yeah, he died in eighty. Belushi. Yeah. Yeah. It was like nineteen eighty, hey, eighty-one. So, did you know that John Belushi's uh, brother um, went to SIU? Oh, James? Yeah. Well, you know where he is now, right? Well, he was dead. James Belushi? No. I, I thought you were... I, I thought you were... I don't, no, I don't know where James is now. No, he's in Eagle Point, Oregon, sitting on one of the most lucrative fucking marijuana crops in the world. Good for him. Yeah. We'll be right back. Oh dear. Mentals Rainbow. Het is beter om te weten wat er komt. Daarom kan je nu zelf bepalen wat jij wilt winnen. Ga naar mentals.nl en vertel ons wat jouw droomprijs is. Hey Dave, the day is over. I can't. I have to cut the cheese. I thought you cut the cheese already. It wasn't me. I heard you cut the cheese this morning. I like to cut the cheese in spurts throughout the day. You should cut the cheese first thing in the morning like me. Otherwise, it starts backing up. I couldn't. My girlfriend was here this morning, and you know how that goes. I cut the cheese in front of my girl once. I never heard the end of it. You ever see a woman cut the cheese? Nah, they don't do it right. They're too delicate. My grandmother cut the cheese all the time, especially as she got older. Hey, guys, I'm going to be in the back. I'm going to pinch a loaf. Want me to pull your finger? Are you pulling my finger help me cut the cheese? Oh, yeah. If I pull your finger, you'll be cutting the cheese within seconds. Oh, yeah. I have to run. Gotta drop the kids off at the pool. We now return. Dude. Oh, dear. oh, smoking the fuck up, bro. My God. So that that college, you know, his college sweatshirt, 
Yeah, yeah. John's. John's. He got that. At, he got that at SIU. Oh yeah, is it an Animal House? Yep. He came here. He Doug came Kenny. Here just just before they were recording it to visit his brother James, and he hung out with him, and then uh, it was a little while later, um, you know, they filmed Animal House. Wow. That's a cool fucking little factoid. Yeah, so John Belushi's been to Carbondale. Yeah, when Carbondale was, like, active and, yeah, had a lot of shit going on. It's sad to see it the way that it is now, man. It's just like, damn, ghost town. Bro, I'm I'm living the ream. Yeah, it's weird, man. I was call. I talked to my neighbor there the other day too, and he was all like, "Fucking, oh yeah, the cops rolled up looking for you." I was like, "What?" They asked me by name, and he goes, "No, they just described you, and you're not around." So I didn't have to lie, and I was just like, "No, nah, I ain't seen anybody like that around here right now." They probably want you to testify against the IHOP crackhead. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> go back and listen to the IHOP episode. Yep, listen to Josh. That's good. Yeah, that's <laughs> live at IHOP, man. And jo- uh, yes. Josh getting fresh with the waitress a little. It's pretty cute. It's cute. I, I, I'm not get, I wasn't getting fresh. I call everybody. I say, thank you, love. <laughs> thank you, love. It was all like, no, it was more like Stevie Wonder, like, thank you, love. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My mustache. <laughs> Your mustache. <laughs> Get the song. You're just going to bust out an axe and start chopping wood. Oh, Yod- yodeling. I, the brawny guy was the fucking shit. I figured he yeah. was like someone you looked up to, man. Hell yeah, he was fucking dope. See, I was more of a Mr. Whipple or Rosie dude, you know. I liked Rosie. I kind of had a crush on Rosie, even, in some weird way. Mm. You probably you probably like uh, Flo. I liked Flo, and I liked the waitress on Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me. You want to hear about our specials? We ain't got any. <laughs> And uh, they're all from the same family of, like, these women that are just rough-cut cinema waitresses or... They're, they, you know, they smoked a pack of Paul Mall on every break. I always thought Rosie was a lucky strike chick. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, well, lucky... <laughs> Rosie was cool, Mr. Whipple, and then Mr. Whipple and Rosie were, like, going out, and that broke my heart, and I was like, God, I guess I gotta lay off that. So, you know. You know, the the coolest, bestest, uh, you know his name, but uh, the guy, oh, God, uh, he was in Treasure Hunt, but he was the, he was the first Cheetos guy. The first Cheeto guy? Yeah. He had the big crazy hair and he had the big mustache. He was like, he was on, he was, he was probably like, he was on the Gong Show. He was on, uh, you know, um, Celebrity Tic-Tac-Toe. What the fuck was it called? Help me out. Uh, Celebrity Tic-Tac-Toe? 
it wasn't called celebrity tic-tac-toe. Oh, okay. It was, it was like tic-tac-doe or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dick-tac-doe, yeah, 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 kind of, yeah. But, but the guy had, like, huge hair, and he was, like, just, oh, just crazy. All right, we got we got special guests tonight. We got a great show in front of us. Da, 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 da. Yeah. He's something you oh see God. on the fucking game show network, motherfucker. Oh, have you seen um, have you seen that movie about him, Chuck Barris? Yes. What was it called? It's... What? Dangerous, yeah. Not da- dangerous. Dangerous. Not dangerous lies, but something like that. Yeah, it was like Dangerous Minds or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but, but it was it was a it was good. It was it was a really good, you know. Of course, Jamie Farr was on the show a bunch, so it was a it was like I said, it, the Gong Show was probably one of the best shows ever. And uh, and the movie was really weird, man. It was weird. It was fantastic. It is fantastic, but it was like a really fucking weird movie. <laughs> I loved it. I loved yeah, it too, I, man. I, 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 I don't know. I, I mean, at the end of the day, people, you got to understand, there is a bunch of good stuff out there. And if you're just watching Cootie Tang Island or you know, <laughs> the worst, the, the, the worst, best survivor of, you know, hillbilly swamp people, then you're just, I don't know. Fuck Dynasty, yeah. Things. You know, it's just. You got to get out there. You got to watch some weird shit. I, uh, not to plug HBO, but you know they've been they have a whole shit ton of uh, the Criterion collection. Okay. So I've been going back through all these old great black and whites and 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 silent movies and things like that. You're just not gonna see. You just you're, you're never you you will never willingly voluntarily, you know, turn it on unless you basically go. I've never seen this before. I'm going to sit down and watch it. Yeah. It's like I watched uh, Vampire recently, and there's so much great cinematography in it, and it's like an hour and a half movie. It's an hour and a half silent film, and uh, it's fucking epic. There's so much weird uh, film, uh, like film trickery and shit like that. Yeah. They did in there, and uh, they had, there's this other movie called Haxon. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I haven't it's heard this, of that in a long time, dude. But it's this, you know, multi-part expose on on witchcraft, and this guy did this massive study on it and things like that. But it gets down into the the depths of, you know, where it kind of came from and kind of its origins and things like that, and and you know, a lot of the, the a lot of the belief systems of 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 civilization. And where it kind of split and, and and you know deviated from it. So, but the point being is, like I said, you know, whether it's you know Sesame Street showing witches or whatever, it's there's a lot of truth out there, and there's a lot of really cool shit, and uh, it's up to everybody to you know to find that stuff and to share it. You know, that's why we're talking about this now because this is like a big part of our childhood, and of course. Ninety-nine point nine percent of people that ever probably hear this will never have obviously seen shit back in the day. But you know, know, it's up to us to archive it and to keep it going. You know, exactly. That's why we're talking about now. I love it. I love having that little role, man, and and giving this homage to that. 
and uh, having that whole like acknowledgement of just how cool this fucking shit was, dude. Especially like you know, in this particular episode too, where the Wicked Witch is just arguing with David at the beginning of the show, you know, and the broom flies out of the sky and he catches it, and she's trying to take it back, and as soon as uh, she gets electrocuted, dude, I was like, yellow, hello. And that was the whole thing. Is like David was like, you know, trying to calm her down. Like, yo, lady, calm down, calm down. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. And she's just and she's, amped she's up, like, dude. Fucking flipping out. Yeah. And uh, she's rude. She's mean to him and things like that. And David's like, you know, like, I'll give it to you as soon as you show me some respect. You know? Respect yeah, I like how he stuck, he stuck up for himself. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. It wasn't about... I I thought they were trying to do something else, like, well, you should be nice to people. But instead, you know, like, it was more about sticking up for yourself more. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was the reversal, and it was like, hey, you know what? People are going to be fucking dicks. You know? Right. And just stand stand your ground. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Uh, that, that, yeah. that was uh, really bad. Yep, not on a show. No, but uh, defend your castle. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's yeah, on I, some I, fucking yeah. antidepressants or some shit. The wicked witch on this thing. I yeah. mean, she's on yeah. some kind of. She hasn't taken her medicine. She's probably like OD and on Musilex. You know, she, I don't know what well, the. What the fuck? Her, was, she's robotizing. Well, yeah, she's, she's, <laughs> she's like on robo. It's almost like she just doesn't really know why she's there, or like how did she get there? Like she just flying through the sky, and I guess that's how Oz really is. Is this just this kind of cube esque kind of portal that just shifts gears whenever the fuck it wants? And spit you into whatever reality it wants. But, See, you know, it would have been fucking epic if, like, when she crashes at the end, because, you know, she lost her broom a second time at the end, and uh, if she ended <laughs> on at the electric company. Uh, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. And those were the days when Oscar de Grouch was kind of guest starring on the electric company for, here and there. Yeah, uh, to help it get off the ground, right? So. Well, he was more inner city than Big Bird, and Big Bird belongs to Sesame Street. Like when you see Big Bird, and then when you see Oscar, one's bright and one's not. You yeah. know, they're going to keep the shining beacon, as it were. Uh, but uh, and did you ever see that um, documentary about the electric company? No, I never did. Oh. <laughs> So fucking epic. You would suggest I mean, to the listener out there to go ahead and go to the library. And... Y'all, go to the library. I checked it out for my library, so y'all need to find it. It's the I can't remember what it's called, but essentially, but it has, you know, it talks about Morgan Freeman, you know, being an easy reader. The one thing that they talked about, which I was kind of bummed, is they didn't, they never mentioned Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. And the fact that Spider-Man, he wasn't on the show, I mean, he like appeared on the show, 
but I mean, that shit was just the most epic thing ever. I mean, I was like, I thought he looked better than the '76 Spider-Man that was on the live-action ABC bullshit. Oh, he did. It was, you know, what he was probably played by a woman. Probably. You know, there was a lot more live figure. A flat-chested like woman. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, she could have been banded or strapped. Or she could have been. She could have been all like wrapped the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Ace bandage. Look at a uh, Elliot Page now. Well, he turned out good. I mean, Elliot Page, uh, that what a amazing like spendage of money to transform in this like and accessing the best doctors apparently, because they really did a good job on him, man. I thought you know, yeah. if that's where I, you're going, I, if if you want you know, if you want that, Elliot Page proved that uh, the freedom is there. And with yeah. enough, like, I don't know who, how, she had to have spent so much goddamn money. It's nobody's business. But, you know, holy well, yeah. fuck, well, dude. Like, they really did a fucking great job, like. Well, dude, I mean, look at Michael Jackson. He turned himself into fucking Peter Pan. Michael Jackson had some weird disease, though, and. It's just weird, dude, you know? He, they said all kinds of, like, oh, well, dude, he bleached his fucking skin. He looks like the cartoon fucking Peter Pan. He fucking, like, made himself look like Peter Pan. He looks like a fucking nightmare he, at yeah, the end did. of his life. I thought he was a good-looking yeah. dude, too, when he was young. And he was. He was cute. He was a good dude, you know? I mean, all the Jacksons were Latoya... Before she went to her uh, psychic hotline, you know. Oh yeah. And then you had, yeah, and then Cleo, Janet. Miss Cleo opened that up. But, I know. love Janet on Good Times. I always. Oh man, Jan- Janet was so cute, and she hacked herself up. I yeah. That bothered me. By the time that Timberlake NFL tit thing fucking happened, you know that was the end of it. Yeah, but I mean the great Timberlake. Timberlake. You didn't tell me that wasn't that wasn't a, a fucking. A wardrobe malfunction? Well, it kind of looked like a giant piercing. Well, that shit was like, you know, whatever. It looked like a fucking crazy-ass sun medallion. It was a sun medallion over her fucking, you know, aging breasts. (laughs) (laughs) What can I tell you? I still love her, dude. She's great. But, you know, I mean, yeah, it was like this kind of weird NFL moment, right? And it was like banned as well. Of course. Yeah. Man, speaking of banned, we need to, not that it would come off, and I'm going to say radio, but I mean, it wouldn't work well on radio, but there's so many, uh, I, it's one of my collections things, I collect banned cartoons. Yeah. And, um, you know, all the, all the old good, you know, private snafu and. Um, oh, yeah. The wartime. I was just watching like that. that. I was just watching the snafu one, like the other day, like two days ago or whatever. Anyway, so I think I think our main message is that we everyone has an obligation to fight censorship. Even if you're not making a show about it, you need to at least watch it for yourself, and so that way you know that things exist and it's really out there. And not to just be spoon-fed the 
you know, or spoon fed or, or feed from the, the slop trough. Yeah, as it were, as it were. But, you know, also that Margaret Hamilton as a person did not deserve to be fucking put on the witch hunt, literally, uh, for that thing. I don't know exactly how much PR she dealt with personally from that, but I know that she was stereotyped since Wizard of Oz. And that show did not fucking help in the way they reacted, right? But, uh, well, you know, that's why Mr. Rogers had her on and was like, look, she's a fucking regular woman. Get the fuck over it. She's not a fucking witch. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And he did. You know, and Fred was a saint. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I honestly, you know, there's, there's very few times that I've ever cried in my life or been emotionally choked up to the point of crying. And I was, uh. I was really kicked in the sack whenever he passed away. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I still can't yeah. even watch that movie yet, dude. Oh, no. I, I, I almost refuse to watch it because I'm just like, it's it's too fucking soon. Yeah, and it's just, but, it always will be almost, you know? But he definitely, yeah. like, he stuck up for uh, Margaret Hamilton. And if you look at that, too, I think she was really trying to break the stereotype. And it totally reinforced it instead, at least on the Sesame Street end. But then, of course, Paul Lynn, Betty White, Kiss, Pinky Tuscadero, the Osmonds, they all came up to bat for her. And uh, Wiki, or uh, not Wiki, uh, the... Witchy Poo from H.R. Puff and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they all did the uh, Halloween, Paul Lynn's Halloween special starring Margaret Hamilton as the Wicked Witch one more time right after the Sesame Street. It would have been later that year. And she, so, you know, she, the Wicked Witch had a busy year, man. She was hanging out on Sesame Street. She was hanging out with Kiss, you know. There was some shit going on, so there was a uh, lot. There was a lot yeah. there for her in her like Let's, campaign to de-stereotype herself. But you know, in the case that yeah. you, you're wearing a pointy hat, you got green skin and evil laugh cackles coming out of your ass. You're probably stereotyping yourself. And when you look at the time, 1938, that was a very stereotype-looking witch. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I was gonna say, if, if, if you don't want to know, be known for doing blackface. Don't wear blackface. Don't don't be <laughs> so, an Amos and Andy. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But you know, it's like you know, if you're going to do a green face and you're going, <laughs> and it's a witch, it's you right. know, you're going back into the fucking back into the annals. Which, by the way, dude. I saw the the Munsters trailer. Uh, I got about a thirty eight second. Uh, I guess that's long enough, dude. No, stop, stop, Rob, no. stop it, Rob. Yes, stop, Robbie. No. No, I, 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 no. No. 
No. No. Like, I thought, I thought <laughs> like, when they did the Adam Sandler, <laughs> I was I was so against it. But uh, Raul Julia uh, did a great, you know, uh, job of it, and I, I I was I I still cringe a little bit, but since it has that kind of Tim Burton esque feel to it, yeah, you know, uh, it, it it made it all work even in the sequel. And I mean, I love Christopher Lloyd, and I was like, how do you get Christopher Lloyd to play Fester? Because he's a big, giant fucking guy, but here he is all crunched up and shit like that, you know? Yeah. And he's always Reverend Jim for me, but I mean, you know, uh, yeah, no. I mean, I'm sorry. Nope. Fred Gwynn, there's only one, there's only one Herman fucking monster. Well, he's trying to pitch it as a family fucking movie, too. No. And, and I just thought, dude, that's wrong. Plus, yeah. uh, brought to you by the maker of House of a Thousand Corpses, Halloween, yeah. and, uh, you know, whatever the the, the other one was. <laughs> I don't but, care if fucking Bloomhouse, like, starts their own fucking television, you know, kids' television network or whatever. It's like, I, I'm sorry, it's like, when they rebooted it, uh, whenever they rebooted the Addis Family yeah. and made it animated, I was like, fine. I was like, fine. Uh, that's that's far more true to Charles Adams's original thing. Cartoon. It was, it was like the cartoon yeah. almost, yeah. Exactly. Well, it's just, well, the cartoon was bad. But I mean, I'm Especially the Hanna-Barbera shit, yeah. But, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That was bad. But yeah. I'm saying is like, it goes back to his original like one or two frames of just kind of like bizarre shit that you saw in Esquire or whatever it was. Yeah. So, you know, and that, and that was fine. Cause I mean, he, it looked like the original characters, you know, so that was cool. Um, but no, I mean, don't just, just stop. Like just fucking stop. stop like, Rob, you prima donna just, motherfucker. God, I mean, dude. It, did you, it's like when Jim Tarkovsky, talked about redoing or doing Popeye. Oh. They 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 took away his pipe. They took away his fucking tattoos. So I was like, what the fuck no. No, fuck that. If you're from fucking Chester, Illinois, and you're you're a fucking seaman, you're gonna fucking have a pipe. You're gonna have fucking anchors on your arm. And you're gonna be fucking a scrawny ass stick broad. That looks like that broom from fucking Sesame Street. Yep. And uh, you're going to be addicted to spinach. And you're going to have some hobo-ass friend that's always trying to borrow money from you to fucking deal with this hamburger addiction. Yep, Sweet Haven style, dude. Jesus, Lord. Well, you know... (laughs) I mean, Robin Williams' version of it was, was brilliant. And I and Mr. Hand playing the Commodore, fucking epic. And I love that they filmed it all in Malta. Yeah, that was amazing. All in the water. Yeah, you know, and they left all that shit there for the kids on in Malta, all the props and stuff, and they turned it into an amusement park. See, people read a book. I did see the storage wars too, where fucking. Derek's kid, and he's like, "What you got there?" And he's like, "It's the olive oil shoes from the fucking movie Popeye." 
<laughs> and they go get them appraised, you know, and they're worth like several hundred dollars, of course. Yeah. You know, not to fool around. Miss Oil. But, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, Popeye, man, that was the, the Robin Williams one was the shit, you know. Um, I, I, it was ostensibly surreal. Yeah. The way they had, yeah. just how dirty it was, too. And I like characters that are dirty. And I like oh, yeah. how, like, fucking they were just, like, shuffling on this, like, seaboard floor. You know, or yeah. when they went to go do the fucking knockout fucking fight, you know. That was always, oh, yeah. that was a good one. The dirty-ass drawers that they're wearing and shit. I was always frightened the way fucking Poop Deck Pappy was shoving that spinach down Robin Williams' mouth, though, and the way Robin Williams would be crying. Like, I don't want to... And it was like my favorite Martian Poop Deck Pappy, right? Whatever that dude's name was. Mr. Hand. Mr. Hand. All right, and he was Spicoli's fucking principal too on uh, Fast oh, he Times. Was Mr. Hand. That is yeah. Mr. Hand. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I was just trying to be a smarty pants. All right, look, guys, we're wrapping up the fucking show. The fucking wicked witch alarm's just gone off, but Josh, we made it last, and we at least talked at least twenty minutes about the actual episode, and then. Hey, you know what? We took everybody down fucking memory lane, and then we drove off memory lane and went down to the dark alleys of, of uh, what do you call it, suppression. Some suppression. super obscure shit tonight on this episode. I really appreciated it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it was totally awesome, man. Well, fuck, I'm going to get it done, try to edit it in an hour, and distro it, and spam everybody's mailbox with this motherfucker. Fantastic. That's how we roll. Until hey, next time. Episode, well, go ahead. This episode is brought to you by the letter I. Oh, it, you're not going to do it. Okay. Well, what, okay. You you can do it yourself. You know you can. Oh, I was. I thought we were going to go back and forth. In the number fucking nine. Oh, and the number eight. Wait, nine. No, it's nine. 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 Yeah. The letter nine and the numbers A and Z, A and I. No. <laughs> the number Z. The number Z. You spelt bus with a six. No. <laughs> yeah. You know you've been listening to this show. All right, guys, smoke it the fuck up, <laughs> and we'll keep it fresh, man. As we enter the two hundreds, episode two hundred, Josh. How you feel about that, man? <laughs> I like when it's like a double O thing. Yeah. At least it's not double O two. It's it's two hundred. Yes. Yes. A lot of fucking work. I estimated yeah. I've ran my mouth over a hundred thousand hours already. That's just on recorded. Oh. I know you talk to sleep. That yeah. The teeth grinder too, you know, but nobody yes. wants to hear that. Sounds like shit getting ripped out of a fucking skull. That's really what it is. Uh. <laughs> Peace in the Middle East. We love you. All right, guys. Hang out. Right on, guys. Thanks for joining us on episode 200. want to thank everybody that's been listening all over the world.
Now at 42,000 listeners, fucking what the fuck, motherfucker, still the same technical fucking jive-ass bullshit. Do want to thank everybody. If you got a story, call 206-666-5847. Fuck, man. We will never get done with this show, will we? Um, just keep smoking it up. Uh, give me a call. Give me my mom a call. Kick us down a couple bucks. Whatever, dude. Puppy pads. Weed. Alright, guys. Love y'all. Be good. <laughs> Stay tuned, motherfucker. You've been listening to Adam Aram DGD Underground Cartoon Therapy. Episode two hundred. <laughs> You are the most powerful, the most wealthiest, the most super motherfucker on the planet, because you just listened to the 200th fucking episode of Adam Air, M.D. G-E-D. Oh, who are you? Never tell me how to wrestle. Right lights. Big cities. I am the president of the United States. The kids underground. In the neighborhood. And made a pass. Cartoon. Therapy, motherfucker. You turn the camera off and I'll be naked when you come back.